friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, just a good old not being able to put down Drifter from Arkansas, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and uh, sheep of the nation, <laughs> Alex Dandino. All right, before today's just thrilling business, right? Uh, Or thrilling episode. We have business. That's right, business. Uh, People, it's official. We're on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Uh, The best way to support the show, the best way to get more out of the show, right? We have a giant library of Patreon-exclusive episodes. We got a new miniseries that started uh, covering every episode of Tales from the Crypt over there, if you like that. You get your commentary. You can even get us to do... A double feature for you. And you get a vote on the movies that we cover every month as exclusive. So, guys, it means a lot to us for those of you who do support us. Thank you. If you like this show, it would mean a lot to us if you support. Even a dollar a month helps out, guys. If we just bring you guys in, right, the total listening audience, that would help us out a ton. The other thing we'd ask, tell a friend, man. If you're listening to the show and you like it, share it with one friend. Send a text. Tag them on Twitter, whatever, just if Twitter's around. Just let them know. To come join the fun over at the show. All right. The YouTube, uh, Film Alchemist, the email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Go ahead and get a hold of us. We're on all the social media, too. And if you would be so kind, leave five-star rating and reviews everywhere and anywhere you find the show. And go over and support us, even for just a dollar a month. Filmalchemistpod at gmail, or, uh, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. <laughs> I I'm just a simple... I'm just a simple man, right? I'm simple one of the, Arkansas fella. I'm I'm one of the people here. You know, I'm I'm just an Orson Wheels for the people. That's you know, I can't remember all these business Ooh, Orson marketing. Orson would never plug-in. have done that. No, 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 not that. Yeah, episode. no, I would never do these business plugins for these these rascals over on Patreon. That's that's just below me. You know, a I'm little just too common. southern for Orson Wheels. <laughs> so we're gonna talk today about a movie, right? Uh, this this January, the pod makes resolutions, right? My resolution. Get more involved in my community. And I thought a good uh, movie to what represent that. I'm not, I'm not really going to do that in real life. I don't even go to HOA meetings. But I thought I'd make a good resolution. So we're going to go with uh, A Face in the Crowd. Elia Kazan starring Andy Griffith. So I don't know. Film debut, Andy Griffith. Film debut. So I don't know about everyone. But in every household I spent time in as a kid. The Andy Griffith show was damn near religion. Ultra, ultra important popular show for all of my relatives. Yep. The good old town of Mayberry, right? Sheriff Andy Griffith, Don Knotts as Barney Fife, Aunt B, OB, who went on to be a great director, right? Ron Howard. Yep, yep, Um, It was just this this kind of folksy good time. Like, oh, look at these country lessons you can learn about being a good person and a good neighbor and a good father. Uh, So I grew up on that Andy Griffith, right? So I remember seeing this, and I was like, Andy Griffith was in a movie. All right. And I was like, I'll check it out. It melted my fucking face. The Andy Griffith I knew and loved was gone. Yes. And this movie has regained steam because it, it's kind of this, more than the, uh, the, the King Has No Clothes, right? This is very much the Trump story. So it has regained some popularity. But I, I just think this movie is, I mean, it's a fucking fireball. Yeah. directed right at the american you know the 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 american dream at the idea of american politicians who will save us of our hero we love heroes in this country hero worships our thing and so they took one of our greatest moral icons and just had him burn it to the fucking ground and this movie 
kicks all the asses. Alex, opening thoughts on a face in the crowd. Yeah, it is pretty fascinating when you watch a movie like this after you've like only spent your lifetime associating with the Andy Griffith show, like Matlock. Like this is Matlock. That's right. I forgot. This is literally the bit. Like all of our parents go home and watch like Murder She Wrote and Matlock. Like that's the joke. Is like oh, old people watch Andy Griffith because he reminds them of a simpler time. It's fascinating to watch this movie, not just because it's now 2023 and because literally it's the story of not just Trump, but like Tucker Carlson and all mm. these other political pundits who have become That's a good, maybe more the political. I would pundits, say, but. I would say much more like the people that we bitch about on Fox news, like Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, uh, and Coulter, like all these people who have lightning rotted some aspect of our personalities. That's really what a face in the crowd is about is it's about this one person that you can, who is now here's the thing. Like, I guess Ann, I wouldn't call Ann Coulter that this person, but like Hannity and Tucker Carlson. Well, no, because everyone hates Ann Coulter. That's right. the problem. <laughs> Hannity and Tucker Carlson are great examples of simple, dumb people who found a way to be on television right. and said things. You want to know what it is? That actually, connected. it's Trump. Or Andy Griffith in this movie is what people who vote for Trump imagine him as. Right. He's one of this us. This is the In reality, the he's essence. a he's a one percent of the one percent. He lives in a golden tower. Yeah. He can't stand the people that like him. Yeah. He So that's he's what they think he is, he eats right? Taco but, Bowls and cheeseburgers oh, and just you know. yeah, he doesn't even use dressing on his salads, it's just Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the exactly. tears of his fucking rival. <laughs> but but there there is something, right? This is kind of the because I actually think this is a perfect pairing with Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah. It's the two edges. Because, right, Mr. Smith goes to Washington is we live in a democracy. I can make a difference movie. And I think as we've gotten older, most of us realize we don't really live in a true democracy, right? Like, if you live in certain states, your vote counts more than well, other people's votes. I That's think crazy, right? I think what's interesting, though. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying. But So I think this is the... Yeah, th this is the, you know, we all think we have this thing, right? right? Freedom is our thing. Freedom, my voice matters. And this movie kind of pulls the uh, mask off of that. Well, and I think like you think, but really you're getting these fucking crazy people to go throw Molotov cocktails for you. Right. I liked how you said, though, it's like the two, it's the two edges of the same sword. Because, like, I do think that, yeah, Mr. Smith goes into Was goes to Washington. is very much, this is a democracy. My voice matters. Yeah, and then the, the little man can do good. Right. And then the other side of that is the exact same sentence with different inflection, which is, this is democracy? My voice matters. It is like this right. sinister I can tonality. This, this fuck curly, right? This bald fuck. Yeah. And I can take him from, well, I'm a man who has to matter. I have to be a, a prestigious, noble man. And he goes, nah, call yourself curly. Come right. to my fucking Cracker Barrel and talk shit. And it's this like, is What? This but is like you the see story. how he bends. Well, this is yeah, like this is the story of literally everybody who's been able to prop up. And not look, Trump is an easy one because, like, quite frankly, he's been the polarizing political figure of our times. But this is like anybody who goes to the microphone for a political person who oh. we think are just. I mean, I think now about, there's now there's hundreds of Trumps. Yeah, like he he broke the mold, and now there's everyone's like, like, "That's what I'm." Matt do. Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, like all these yeah. people who have who have relatively no talent or thought process whatsoever, have found a way to become part of their 
become part of the constituency in a way that is so ingrained in everybody's life that you think they're like you and they're really not like there's just and again this is like this is the first person like what's interesting i think about lonesome roads which is andrew griffith's character is that he's like the first person he's that because again i'm not going to jump to the end because i think the end is really interesting with uh mel's thing about like sort of his predictions because his predictions are exactly what happens to these kinds of people but like people who start out in politics who realize they have a lot of uh clout just because of the way they talk Mm -hmm. end up becoming this person who bears like what people call the swamp in dc bear those people who are career politicians like Lonesome Rhodes isn't a career politician, but he breeds like five of them. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, he's the is, origin story to give sinister. you street cred. Yes. His, his is sinister in the essentially imagine Ira Glass finds him in a prison, right? They're right totally. This, oh, my God. Absolutely. Program, that is exactly what I thought of when I when I saw yeah. the opener. He's, he's just in a jail and they're like, we need someone. He's like, I'll let you free tomorrow. We don't know what he did. Yeah. Was it just drunkenness? Was he doing? And they're like, we'll let you off tomorrow if you perform. He's apparently drunk so all just, the time, too. Yeah, and he just he has that line that is such a great summation of the movie, right? What do I get out of this? I mean, me, myself, and I. And, he, and you know, it's like, all right, you'll, you'll get out, right? And then right. he starts, you know, oh, guitar beats a woman every time. And he's like, oh, freedom. And I love it, too, because Andy Griffith's voice is a cheese grater in this movie. Yeah. But, like, an industrial strength, like, destroy your enemies, medieval torture cheese grater. <laughs> It's like ah, yeah. it's mean, like this terrifying Iron Maiden of yeah. a voice. That's just like it's like if hey! I only talked in the first word of this podcast for the whole podcast. That's what he's doing, and it's so in your face and obnoxious, and telling you don't fucking like me, don't stay around me. Right. But he has this this folksiness, right? So they bring him into the fold. Next thing you know, he just starts with these fucking country witticisms. Mm-hmm. He's just making stories up, and people are like, oh, that's. And next thing you know, he's he's amassing an audience. He's getting women. People are buying him drinks. But the real moment you see it at the start of this is when that sheriff whoops his ass in the bar. Yep. Right? Like, gives him black eyes. And the next day, he's like, I'm going to have my revenge. I've got a voice now, right? And so he does the, you know, I think this guy's an idiot. We shouldn't elect him. Send your dogs to his house. Right. And so what starts in the movie is, oh, that's kind of funny, right? Like, the sheriff's like a prick. Right. He got some revenge on him, right? He's going to have, like, hundreds of dog shits on his yard, whatever. But you see in his face, yeah, he's like, oh, and it it's just beautifully doled out, right? This isn't a man who seemingly is going to start like, I'm going to crush everything in my path. Mm-hmm. But he sees it. He sees the road. And as we learn, he's this narcissistic whatever. Well, but I thought that like, scene was brilliant. Well, it's like one of those things where you see it's like getting everything you ever wanted. You know, like it's the real person. Like it's that it's that adage that, you know, if you want to see somebody at the, like, if you want to see, like give someone everything they ever wanted and then you'll see the real person. Like mm-hmm. there's this, there's this level, like, especially with the sheriff thing, like that's terrifying because you know that that's happened. How many goddamn times in our lifetime? Like mm-hmm. you and I are in our late thirties and we've seen that. I can't even count how many times where someone, it dawns on them that they have the ability to sway people in a way. And I'm That's not saying it says, right. What does it feel like saying yeah. anything that comes into your head and sway people like that? Yeah. Woo. Like it's That's scary. That's the other thing too. Like I think Patricia Neal's character is so, um, she's just so 
how do I put this? She's there for it. Like that, I think is a really important thing is like, it is one She's of She's watching the American dream birthed in front of her. Right. Like, but here's the thing. She, she's watching the American dream, but it is exactly what we're talking about. It's not that Capra-esque, beautiful American dream that we all want but Jimmy Stewart to die on the floor of the house. I, it starts with women just sitting in pies and him telling folksy stories, right? Even yeah. the fact that the town he made up doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. He never says where Riddle is. There's probably no town called Riddle. Riddle is this amalgamation of all the towns, right? Even if there is, they don't through. know. Like even if there is, they don't know him. He just saw it on. Maybe he just saw it somewhere. There, there, there couldn't have been. They didn't show that in the movie. Like I think they're letting us know this guy is a con man of sorts, sure. right? But he just never had the microphone, and so she sees, oh, this is just a guy who had bad beats. But look at how fucking charming he is. Of course you would want to be at the core of that story, right? Right. Like, look, this guy just had bad beats, but look at how much he has to offer, right? And then we see him as he ascends up to TV, right? Now he, uh, you know, he does his classic, I don't understand how this mechanism works. I'm going to walk off camera and just talk to you. Yeah. I'm going to insult the mattress boy. Like, I don't give a fuck's well, about it's nothing. That, that's that and politician again, thing. Does that not feel like what we're dealing with now, where there are yeah. rules and norms and if you follow those, you're out. You have to be this fucking asshole all the time. Well, it reminds me of uh, there's a scene from one of the seasons of Veep where they're all doing um, they're doing a they're doing a debate, and mm. all of them. One guy steps out. He's um, one of the guys is a as a like a the Orioles manager, mm. and he uh, he steps out from behind the podium and starts walking around. And everyone's like, "Can he do that? Is that allowed? Are you allowed to do that?" And it's like mm-hmm. it's the exact same principle. It's like oh. How do I how do I endear myself to the American people? Well, I'll just pretend I'm one of you. What is it about us, though? Because that is the oldest trick in the book. It's like, I don't follow the rules. I'm like, that is the oldest fucking trick in the book. But we love it because we all this is this is I'm just getting very political. But I'm going to say this is like really what I think. It's kind of hard in this movie. That's what this movie is. (laughs) This is what I truly this is sort of maybe not the general the general public, in my opinion always thinks they're getting a raw deal like i don't know anybody from i i specifically hate like 99.9 of every politician yeah like i don't think any but even beyond like even beyond like not liking politics or politicians like i think you you think they're always out for themselves they're always out not to help everybody thinks like gavin newsom's a great example like i think gavin newsom is gavin newsom and he's just you know, he's a rich guy who's governor, and that's the end of the conversation. Like, I think a- he's like everyone else. He gets his little pamphlets about this went well, mm-hmm. that went well, the haircut's this- good, we'll change it. Yeah. I think they're all fucking robots. Right, exactly. So, like, we're conditioned in this culture to right. pretty much not believe anything that comes out of their mouths. Right. So when we see someone who steps behind, who steps out from behind the podium to talk to us, like, like, he just wants to have a conversation with you because you're a real American. I don't know your struggles. I don't know your life. We think that that's genuine. We think that there's something about it's, that that's so real. You think so we real. would have our dander up about that, though? Like, we just know. But we don't because we think that that sort of Lonesome Roads charm is somehow – that somehow that means they're real. Like they're, Like, if you really met these people and talked to them like they were real people, no. Like, there's just – once cameras are off, they are, they're 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 cunning. All of them are. Like there's, 
there's at least I did a document. The act of a, perception changes yeah. what's being perceived every I, time. I worked on a documentary. Uh, I worked on a documentary in 2019 called The Swamp, and it was this. We followed like Matt Gates and Thomas Massey and Chip Roy around, and you know they all know their brand. Like it's a very specific thing, and they all know what things to say and how to do their fundraising and that kind of thing. Like. Thomas Massey is probably the only person who doesn't understand how fundraising works. And it's because he's a fucking nerd who is an engineering guy and never <laughs> like expected to be a politician. He owns like 20 some patents or some shit. And he like, you know, his his whole shtick in government, though, is that he says no to everything. And you're like, OK, cool. Great. That's your bit. But like that makes him folksy for the people of Kentucky because, oh, see, he doesn't play into that government thing. He doesn't let them push him around. It's like, no, right, but this is, that's this not is what even, it is at all. This <laughs> is even more that because this is right. He's not voting on Lonesome Roads isn't voting on no, no, things. Lonesome Roads is worse because Lonesome right. Roads is teaching is telling people what to think. This is like where it's Tucker right. Carlson or Sean Hannity instead. Right. But this because you see it start. Right. And he's like, I hate this. I'm not doing this mattress thing. I'm a good yeah. old boy. I'm here. They'll let him fire me. They're fucking burning mattresses in like at that guy's house. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, I won. So that guy has to bend the knee, right? And we see him later on his big show. And he's like, oh, I remember. And I was like, even the fucking mattress guy knelt. Yeah. Right? And so he's like, I don't do this. I'm I'm Lonesome Roads. I talk to you. I don't sell. They can fire me if this is my last show. As soon as he gets to New York, there's that weird him swimming around like he's at Lake Placid. Just chewing scenery and slapping asses of any secretary in the vicinity. Yep. Just talking about how he would sell Vitajex, right? And then they do this wonderful montage From, of the Vitajex Joey De Palma, yo, wee. Yeah, where he's just, like, on his show, like, it makes you fuck more. It makes you this. Fuck like Lonesome Roads. You know, don't you want a boner? Don't you hate your bald spot? Yep. And it's, like, the way he fucking changed so fast. Because the couple people that'll remember won't care. Mm -hmm. And now he's got this massive... And But I'm, like... And I think that's what this movie gets at, right? Is that there is a narcissist and a con man in him, right? He's yeah. been bouncing from place to place, using women, mm -hmm. getting by, doing whatever, right? When these avenues open to him, I don't think it unleashes a great evil. I think he just, every decision no, he just, makes, it, it falls back to his basic character right. flaws. It unleashes but the stakes keep getting amped is. up and amped up. Yeah. yeah. It, I think that that's like, that's what, you know, it's, you know, Power corrupts, you know, power corrupts. I can't, I can't. Absolute power Thank, corrupts. Absolute absolutely. power corrupts. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just one of those things. Like it, it, it's said that way. Cause it's true. And again, when people have the ability to, when people have the ability to safeguard their opinions with money and power and influence, they can say right. whatever they want because the consequences of saying whatever you want are so minimal. Like, if you have well, in his case, they are an asset. Oh no! But like, but see, like this. This is the other thing too that I. This is the thing I like about the movie. This is the, the thing I really enjoy is that mm -hmm. they never show this other like because you know we all sit on the other side of the Fox News machine or the CNN machine or whatever you watch that you disagree. Which that with. didn't even really exist when this movie was coming no, out. This is like <laughs> this is when three channels were available and the fucking Dumont network was around. Like <laughs> it's it's like such a specific thing now. And that's what makes it so relevant. But like 
what I like about the movie is they don't necessarily, the other side of the argument is really like Patricia Neal and Walter Matthau's characters, like watching this happen as it transpires. But like, they don't show the others. Like they just show the people who love him and adore him. And like, that's like, but that's what I think is great about Elia Kazan's directing is it's so, it makes it so much more terrifying when all you see is the mob. Because when it's only two people who are seeing how fucked up this whole thing is. Right. And everybody else is like, look how great he is. Look at my dick. Like, yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah, well, they have that line, right? When the, the colonel, right? Mm-hmm. Colonel Mustard or whatever. He's like, hey, I'm going to bring you this senator training, right? With Curly. Yeah, yeah. And he says, Lonesome isn't merely a performer. He could become an influencer. Yeah. And he says, the public needs to be guided. We have the greatest weapon of mass influence. Right, that by putting a lonesome Rhodes out there to say what he needs to say to hook these fucking the middle part, right? At the end he has like seventy million viewers, which is a startlingly huge number, right? Like yeah. Super Bowl numbers. Mm-hmm. And all they have to do is just gently push him. Then all of a sudden he's got the crack barrel where he talks about his own political but see, that's where it starts to slide, right? Once he starts like letting his opinions out about stuff. That's when it slides, right? Now it's not Vitajex, like, hey, this is good for you. Also, you know, I'm gonna make it's a little on the sly, right? The more power he gets, the more he wants to display it, and he starts walking that line of tripping. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes kind of the fun act of the second part. But you watch her and Walter Matthau, they're still getting paid by him. They're still employed yeah. by they're him. They're part of the machine. They they throw might throw darts at him downstairs, but they're still in on it yeah. until the very end. And you, I mean, one of the scenes that is fucking devastating is when he comes to her house in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. her apartment, right? And he's like, I need you. And she's like, you've been fucking everything that moves, right? He calls her to his, like, penthouse. He has a lady leaving, right? He was just fucking this lady. Yeah. He comes over one night in the middle of the night, and he's like, you know, I need you, right? I think he says he wants to marry her before or after, but there's that scene where he just kind of gobbles her up, right? Like, you have to fuck me. Mm-hmm. And there's this great push in on her face. Yeah. Where you see just the like weight of what's happening settling on her. Right. Later then he comes back to do the same thing after she met his ex-wife. And she that's when she fucking runs. Right. Like now she's like, oh, shit. But it's, you know, you just get caught up in this thing. Yeah. Right. And, you know, maybe she does love him. She found him. She she loved him enough to put him on the radio, liked him as a thing. Now maybe she thinks she can save him. Right. Maybe that she, you know, she's Frankenstein with his monster. Mm-hmm. And it's, that scene is heart-wrenching. I mean, it's just, right? I, that Ira Glass comparison's great. Like, that is really, like, what it is. is just, what do you do when you just have this, you see, like, it's one of those things, it's not even you seeing dollar signs, you're just seeing lightning strike. You're seeing lightning strike, and you're like, in slow motion, I can make this, like, something. Yeah, I found this guy in a jail. Now 70 million people watch him every day. Yeah. Right? That's should be a great story. Until you realize who you brought in. Right. You know? When you <laughs> realize you who when you realize who they really are. And again, like this goes to why certain people like again, I like Alex Jones is another one. Like all these people who have like said terrible things. Or done just like, just acted insane for the reason of just, it gets you great, it gets great press. Mm. It gets great ratings. But he doesn't even, this is the thing, right? He's not like our guys today. 
No, but, but he's he, the analog. He, he is the yeah. He is the evolutionary beginning yeah. of that kind of. This I is mean, the humans have always loved the demagogue, like going back to like yeah. ancient times. Right. Um, but he has that line. I think when they're they're about when he's trying to get her right, mm-hmm. where he says, "It scares me. We're getting in deep, Marcia. You know, you're my lifeline to the truth." So like, even he is somewhat aware. Oh fuck! I'm not supposed to be here. Right. Like, and so Marsha is his, you know, she's the one who believed in him. Mm -hmm. So in some way, he at least hears her. And that puts a huge fucking burden on Marsha through this movie. And I think watching that, like at one point he fucking knows. Like I'm skating on ice, right? Like I'm, I'm selling boner pills now. Yeah. I'm selling supplements now in today's podcast, you know, cadence, but the, I think one of the, the scenes right after that, we see you're my lifeline to the truth. Oh, and I invent, invented a applause machine for myself. He's gone. Yeah. Like, that's the gone, right? Like, now he's gone over. Yeah. And I think just watching this kind of avalanche of his behavior it, is it, startling. Well, it's just one of those things. It's like, for me, it's always when it comes to this kind of thing. It's like the chicken or the egg. Like, which came mm-hmm. first? Like... Was he always that person? And you, the reason he was in a jail cell was because he's that person. And when you found him and you put a microphone in his face and gave him a voice, he was always going to be that person. There was never going to be a time right. where he wasn't going to be that person. Like that, right. I think it's, is it's dangerous. That's what Walter Matthau says, right? Mm-hmm. It's dangerous yeah. the power that little box gives you. Yeah. You got to be a saint to withstand it. That's as he's marrying a child. He takes an actual child bride in the middle of the movie. Lee Remick's film debut as well. <laughs> Again, it's a lot of debuts in this movie, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. It's a fucking yeah. great movie. Again, Dude, it's Walter just... Matthau looking young, but still old. Yeah. Walter Matthau does have that talent. Like, I was like, look at that baby. But I was like, if you told me he was 23, I'd be like, yeah. If you told me he was 48, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's always had that. Old... People lived hard back then, right? Yeah. Like just old man. Well, faces. Matthau did, I think. Ma- yeah. I, I think honestly, everyone was. Like, I don't just know anything about smoking. Walter Matthau, but I think in that, I mean, they still had cigarettes on "I Love Lucy." I think everyone back then was just chaining, Could constantly. Be. Yeah, I'd buy just that. a lot of smoke. <laughs> but anywho, but but yeah. even that scene, right? So her like, oh, Lonesome's gonna marry me. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be all right. She's all excited when that plane lands, right? She's not in the Beatles crowd, but she's smiling. Yeah, she pushes through that crowd as she sees him pull out that sixteen-year-old devastated yeah and then that's paired with probably the biggest piece of shit in the movie is lonesome's agent joey who then takes that 16 year old props her up and is pulling her skirt up so they can get like you know some leg shots yeah and see so this is a question i had right is lonesome more (laughs) despicable or is that ad guy more despicable i mean because at the end he lonesome's lonesome, right? Like lonesome's ex-wife said, lonesome don't do courtesies for no one. Yeah. This guy built lonesome, owns X amount of his empire, mm-hmm. comes in and fucks his wife. Yeah. Then he's like, we're in business, pal. Sorry. And so lonesome then does the you're fired to the 16 year old bride. Sends her back home. <laughs> I think that guy might be more nefarious. Yeah. It's not a good look for Italian Americans. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's oh, Joey, he's not allowed to hang out with you. Joey De Palma. Oh, wait. <laughs> no. um, Joey De Pound it. You know what I mean? Hey, oh, hey. 
I mean, here's the thing. This is it's interesting you bring this up because, like, I think that by default, advertising people generally are kind of scummy. Like, well, that one guy dies of a heart attack kneeling before lonesome. Yes, but that's its own kind of sadness. This guy is like, but that's what I'm talking like. So he's Al Pacino and Devil's Advocate. We all (laughs) buy, but we all, but again, this is another thing about just like societal differences. And this is 1957, but I think we all knew it at that point. Like. In 57, TV is big. TV is the biggest Mm -hmm. fucking thing available. So I think we all know deep down, by nature, ads and ad people are, you know, this is is Mad Men. This is what we're talking about, you know? Like, the very nature of selling products, selling items, selling people, selling themselves is dubious at best. Sometimes you find the product of someone who's willing to... It's fucking wild we haven't revolted against advertising yet. I mean... It's like, it's insane. Well, great example, though. And I don't know if you've... Like, this is something that I... Like, probably in the last, like, four years, I've noticed this. And, you know, it's just the way it is. Like, there's no way... There's no other way to do it. But, like, TV... Like, like, TV executives, studios have all figured out because there was a four-year lull where they had no idea what they were going to do with declining ratings on network TV and that kind of shit. Like, the only thing that's making money is like the Super Bowl, live sport, sporting events. What are they going to do with these streamers? Mm-hmm. So they started figuring it out. And slowly but surely, we're all like accepting the fact like, oh, yeah, it's that movie's behind a paywall. Or, oh, yeah, like Netflix is going to do ads. Right. Like, all these kinds of things. Like, to me... This is like what Hulu, I'm getting. Hulu's fucking ridiculous. I pay yeah, like Hulu. fifty dollars a month, and if my kids want to watch Dragon Ball Super, mm-hmm. that's a twenty-three minute show. Yep, they watch like six minutes of ads for fucking children. Yep. And I mean, it's, granted, probably a lot of like dirt then, dudes in like Hawaiian shirts watch that too. But sure, but then there's also this new. There's also this sensibility of oh, you know what else we can do now is instead of and this goes to Hulu because like. I used to, I pay, I can't remember what the amount is now. I do pay for ad-free Hulu at this point. Don't ask, because I was like. Dude, I, I pay the full, like, super live t- TV one. That yeah, one should it. have no fucking ads if I'm watching But see, on here's the thing. This is the other crazy shit about that, is now streamers can tailor ads to you. This isn't a market of, like, oh, we got to sell. nothing that makes me not want to give a company money. Then when they interrupt my show and say, hey, pick your ad and it'll be short. Oh, I don't disagree with you at all. Like, that's... And I'm like, absolute. I want to burn your company to the Again, ground. Again, there's, like, nothing about this... There's nothing about what we're talking about that I agree with at all. What right. I'm getting We're one at, of the only companies where we're allowed to advertise for medicine. Yeah. Like, drugs. Like, hey, you want a boner? Go to your doctor. P.S. You can, like, bleed from your eyes and your tits will fall off and... Right. Like, that's insane. But this is, this is the... This is what <laughs> I'm getting insane. at, though. To, to yes. the point of your question. Sorry, bitching what, over. What I'm getting at, though, is there's this inherent there's this her- inherent honesty in the mistrust I have for agents, executives, people who sell other people and products. I know at a base level, the end of the, the, end of the road is money. Right. So there's nothing about like, oh, you want to do something nice for me. Like, oh, like pharmaceuticals is a great example. Like... No one who works in pharmaceuticals has ever said, you know what I just, besides like the people making the actual pharmaceuticals. And they even know those, they're going to be even famous. Even those people know they're going to be famous and rich. Rich, But like, yeah. 
people who are selling pharmaceuticals. I just finished watching Fleischman is in trouble, which was great, but it's the same thing where it's like, you people have way too much money and way too much power. And okay, way too did much... you watch the new Madoff documentary? Yes, I did. They talked about the start of the suburbs, right? Mm -hmm. And how people wanted normalcy and conformity after the war. Yes. And they went out to the suburb and they had this thing. They're like, and the suburban citizen can become an unlimited engine of consumption. Yes. And I was like, holy fuck. If they that said it. They sound... said it. It was how many times are you just on, on a podcast? Street a show and you immediately like some pod I have probably 2000 books in my house. I haven't read. Yeah. Cause some podcasts will be like, they'll tell a story. I'm like, Oh, this book is really fast. It has this one sentence in it. That meant something to me. Well, I got to have that. And I buy it, but without even thinking about it, I'm like a fucking trained right. robot. The honesty of the honesty of that, like in the Madoff documentary, the honesty of that moment, like that's on front street and everybody in the fifties right. was like, you know what? My thing is though, in the, in the fifties, they had never been assaulted. Of course, by TV advertisement. Right. right? No, no, no. They. Like, had, what's our fucking excuse? Well, no. I mean, we're a very again, the socioeconomic and the, the and the layers that we have to go into takes way longer than we normally have to talk about a movie. Also, we're probably too dumb to do that talk. Yeah, I'm also really I just dumb. want Hulu to stop fucking putting ads on my right. on-demand show. I don't if I want to watch 22 minutes of The Patient, if I want to watch... I don't want to see six Subaru commercials. What I don't want to do is buy a Subaru or get Cialis pills. Which Sorry, like, Dad. Represent Subaru. My dad works at Subaru. <laughs> Represent. I heard but, that new Outback is sick. <laughs> we're not getting paid, so it's honest. Also, it's honest. have you... Also, friend, have you seen a Subaru lately? Dude, no. next week, if I'm slinging Subaru, we'll know. Know that my moral fiber is. We'll weak. know that you loan some roads yourself. Um, I'm putting this out there right now for the but, universe. I will loan some roads myself to anyone. But I will too. I'm in. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> listen, I am a whore. I know who I am, all right? I know. Yeah, you, I got my, my Wada hundreds, my Magnum condoms. We're ready to plow, advertisers. <laughs> Call us up. Bring it. No, but like, here's the thing. I think that obviously Joey is a fucking monster. Like he is someone he is the untalented. He's, he's the same as lonesome. He fucking knows exactly right. what's going he's on. He's the untalented person who finds talent. Like there is this, like there's this thing, like that thing about like, you know, who, you know, if you can't teach, teach Jim, that kind of thing, people right. who can't teach, teach Jim. You can't do teach. If you can't teach, teach Jim. Right. Like <laughs> for me, a lot of the time people like, in movies like this, and I'm not saying like I know plenty of agents, they're all wonderful people and that kind of thing. But like in movies like this, all right, they get painted in a way of like, if you can't do anything productive, be an agent or something like that. Like and he sees the mattress fires. He sees and immediately he is understands. on the phone to like New York. Right. But that's it's, I mean, it's it's, it's part like of the, the game. The devil takes many faces, right? Yeah. So and I'm he not finds sure a literal face in the crowd and usurps it for right. But I'm not just sure like, if he's just selling boner pills. That's one thing. Sure. They're usurping him to try to put people in the highest seats of power. Right. That's but where it changed. Like if you're just like, you know, Alex Jones didn't get sued for all that money because he was selling, you know, fucking gas station horny goat weed. No. You know what I mean? You can no. do that shit all day. Yeah, of course. It's when it crosses. It's this really fascinating. We do like now we do live in this sort of world where. It is a matter of crossing a line. Like, like yeah. you were saying, like, and he totally did. Like, I would never, ever defend anything that guy has ever done. Who? Lonesome? No, Alex Jones. <laughs> but, yeah. 
Lonesome. But dude, is he's one still the- out interviewing Kanye. Kanye out Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Oh yeah, absolutely. So like, like even again, after all that, he still has some fuck. I mean, he's he's back like pe- Lonesome Roads. You're diminished, but you're yeah, still you're diminished again. See, and that's like <laughs> the, the end of the movie. Like Walter Matthau's thing. Like, and I love Walter Matthau in this movie because he's all of us watching this movie. Even though we all won't admit that we all want to be lonesome. Like, be honest with yourself. Let, let's put it this way. Nine out of ten people who watch this show or listen to this right now or see this movie would sell out everyone they love and everything they believe in to be in Lonesome Roads a spot. Like, and, almost everyone. And look, that's Hopefully also... Hopefully when you're there, you're not as nefarious. Right. But that's you also not a judgment. That's just, like, logic, okay? Like, that's just... Dude, on the Tales from the Griff miniseries, me and Cloud put a challenge out. If someone on the internet can give a million dollars non-taxable, you can cut my ring finger off. It's true. Money hey, talks, dude. That's Money it. talks. You want to chop my finger off, come up with a million dollars. million dollars, non-taxable. That's my life. Like, <laughs> I want that, that shit in the Bahamas. <laughs> but I really think, like, I think that's what makes Lonesome such a compelling character. And that's what makes that ending so... Because, again, like, for a movie like this, this is like a precursor to Network for me. Because, like, I see this a lot. I Like... That's where okay, the but vi- network is the guy who I think still thinks he's on the right side, realizes he's not. Right, but right, lonesome fully. This is kind of um. Did you, so you I say remember Akira? Right, sure. Akira, right, the kid who just becomes part of this thing and starts blowing up, and he can't stop it. That's how I think of lonesome in this movie. Mm, no. I've, <laughs> he wanted the power, but it's out you're of control. Absolving, I think you're absolving Lonesome of a lot of... No way! A little bit. He's a, he's a bad, evil guy, right? He, I think in that scene, there's that one scene where he's talking to... I can't remember who, but he's like talking about Curly's ratings. Okay. Right? And I think when he's even talking to Curly, right, you see this look on his face. And honestly, I hadn't seen this since college. And I thought, I was like, he's going to announce. He's going to run. Right, because he sees that fucking sure. power and he wants it. Either him running or not, right? He is reveling in how bad this has gotten, how how nefarious he can be, how he can win them back. Sure. Right, they're his. They do whatever lonesome wants. I'm not absolving him. I think that he is a man who is so far in over his head that he cannot. Like just the fact, if you're a guy who gets all this luck, right, and you're all in the cracker barrel. Right, and you're talking on the cracker barrel, and you don't have the discipline to not fucking talk shit about your meal ticket for but two minutes. You're a dumbass. Like you're a, you're a dumb guy. Sure, he's just a guy who got in over his head, and he believed the fucking hokum he was slinging. I think yes, it got out of control on him. I. Again, this is why I feel like the the precursor the precursor to network is this movie because okay. this movie really is about the critical mass that the media begins to play. I mean, this is fifty seven okay. too. So really, what this movie is about for me is the critical mass the media begins to play in creating these people that we see on television. Like, and look, mm-hmm. you can find a like there are absolutely going to be Walter Cronkite's in the who are just there to report the news and tell you that's the way it is. That guy probably had some kind of dungeon somewhere too, dude. We just didn't know. Look, that's fine. I still don't believe in Mr. Rogers. I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to get into that. We've already talked about that before. But this pod's over, we'll have another rousing discussion. 
No, we won't. Because whatever you have to say is false. Either For way. sure that they're going to come out. He had a property, probably in like Wyoming, over by Lobo that no one knew about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Josh is going to be making the greatest documentary ever about Mr. Rogers' unmarked graves. Just stop. <laughs> Anyways. It's one of those things, but like this, this movie is about the beginning of that critical mass media where and again that's why network that's why you can draw a correlation to network because network is about the critical mass audience that creates these people like this is about a guy seeing what he can do with an audience those network is about what the audience does to us if we're does to the people that are making the content like everybody no one in network is in fact like no one in network is a good person everybody right. sucks yeah these people including all these people suck too just marcia and i'd say like marcia and lonesome are a little more honest about it because they oh. know they suck like there is no like walter I mean, Matthau's character mel <laughs> gives that again he gives that wonderful moment at the end where he like says pretty much what Everybody who does this to themselves, life's going to be like, like, you're not going to be super famous. You'll be a little bit famous, but you'll have your audience. Like, yeah. you'll have the you're going to be back you. in TV, but you won't be the same. Some will be the say, same. hey, remember him? Let's give him a try. Like, your level, like that level of popularity yeah. and prestige, for instance, the way he says Oh, that's it. the line. One day someone will ask, whatever happened to, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes over and he's like, Beanie, hit my track and makes him hit the applause to his own speech. <laughs> that was a boss move of mouth out. But no, because that you the scene starts almost like a horror movie scene. Yeah, where you come in and he's screaming, "Ah, I'm gonna make him!" Rah! He's doing his thing, mm -hmm. and Beanie's just down there hitting the applause. Yeah, he's literally demagoguing to a crowd of no one. Yeah, and you you see this man fully break right because the scene before he was getting racist at his dinner, no one came to, kicking everyone out. He's like, "I'm gonna kill him, whatever." Yeah, you know, because on TV he said, "I'm gonna make him eat dog shit and think it's steak." Yep, you know whatever right and they go he's a monster they're all yeah. gonna see it right? again so all these like... people are but think of that scene too dude so as he's walking to the elevator like bye mr roads express going down he's like all the way down and while he's in the elevator we have the cancel culture calls where they're canceling him like a motherfucker yep and he doesn't know and so he's losing his mind he's like masha i went him back ah and she's it was me larry i did it and you just, you see all of these last, you know, it's like that It's a Wonderful Life shot, right? Where they're throwing rocks at the last couple glasses in that shitty old building that becomes George Bailey's prison for the rest of his life. Right. Um, that's what's happening in this moment. Well, that's right? like, dude, when she's like, when he like threatens to kill himself and she's like, goads him a little bit, like pushes yeah. him for it. I'm like, mm -hmm. there it is, man. See, like, that's like the, that's that like terrifying realization of oh shit it's not real there is like this level of like that's the thing that makes lonesome roads almost like that's like the only tragic portion of this to me about that per a person like that is like you've duped yourself into thinking this is real like whatever is happening right. to you is a real thing like it's all there are thousands of lonesome roads they rarely ever have to fucking face the mirror yeah. at this high like at the end when they're leaving right mm-hmm and, you know, I think they had that line, right? We get wise, too. That's our strength, right? He's not getting wise. He's at the top of that building like King Kong screaming, don't leave me. Yeah. And we don't even see him again, right? It's Marsha's moment. We watch her. Mm -hmm. 
But he's no longer a face in the crowd. He's a face way, way above the crowd that we can't even hear now. Yeah. Right? And so I think this idea of plucking someone from one of us, right? And, oh, my God, we made it. We're on TV. We're not like fucking, you know, James Corden or whatever, whoever everyone hates. Yeah. We're normal people. We're like right. us. And you just realize that normal people can't survive these environments. Right. Right? You can't be the one with all the power and all the fucking money and not change. Yeah. And I think it was Bill Murray who said that, right? And I know he's in trouble now, too. He is. Um, <laughs> but he, he had said that, I think, when he was young. He's like, give someone, once they, like, make it, mm-hmm. check in with them in six months. And they'll know if they're going to, like, adjust or not. Yeah. Right? Like, are they going to be cool or are they going to be the guy? Do you know who my fucking, do you know who I am? Do you know right. what I do? And I think, sadly, most people can't hang. Uh, I mean, right? like most people, even good people, right? You give them Elon Musk money, you know, 100,000 social media followers and just this army of fucking losers that tell them they're the new Jesus. Yeah. That has to change who you are. It absolutely has to change I mean, you at a, it fundamentally, at a level. Yeah. At a molecular level, it changes that it changes you as a person because then you are no longer just you. You're them you're that well person. you're you're what they have written you to be you've now sep you've now separated for yourself from the person you were before and the person you are then like it's again right. like lonesome Roads. look at the rock dude he was dwayne johnson then now he, was, he is the rock he is a fucking parody well, of no a man. he was the rock and now he's dwayne johnson well i mean when he was a younger guy right he was dwayne johnson son of a wrestler sure college football player and then he's and like oh the rock is pretty now he's like i'm the rock and Terramana and Zoa and Black Adam. Like, he's not a human being anymore. He's like, look, I fish, but like, no one fishes with like six people there to like film it and talk. Like, hey, I'm spending time with my daughter, but there's eight guys in the room doing media. You know, and it's. Well, and I mean, this is like. Not even, the, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I get it. But like, this is the. Survive in that kind of ecosystem. Well, I think what you're talking about is the. What you're talking about is the crux of reality television, which is right. What is actually real? Which and none of it is reality. None of it's real. <laughs> I, I can tell like you, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, no, it's absolutely impossible. None I remember Amy was watching The Hills on MTV, mm-hmm. and I go, "Oh, well, that's a setup." And she goes, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, they're not just going to have a jib set up by the pool in case someone comes up the stairs, yeah, no. you it's know?" Like, real, yeah. And they're all perfectly mic'd and like. I remember telling my dad that when I worked on Thousand Ways to Die, my writer's room was right next to the writer's room for Storage Wars. Yeah. And he goes, why would they Why would they need a writer's room? And I go, oh, poor dad. I mean, I tell people this all the time. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, I, we, were t- I was, we were just, well, I, I have a, I have a, I have a, pro- like, I work on a lot of shows like this where um, they do recreations. And re- like, yeah. and you, you work, you know, you worked on Thousand Ways to Die. Like, that's literally entirely recreations. Like, those kinds of things are so disingenuous. Like I always think when you do that, especially on shows about people who've been murdered, like there's we, something we about made that are so intentionally disingenuous. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's like there's there's a pastiche to that. Like I worked yeah. on a show that just came out on Hulu that we did a bunch of that we did uh, recreations for, and I was just like, what does that do for the story? Like we all know this person got brutally murdered, so like why are we telling us? Or, oh well, because. the true crime thing is. Like, just imagine, like, I can still picture Jean Benet's Ramsey face, but it's, like, on a missing poster. Yeah, me too. And it, and so this this whole, we love these monolithic personalities, but we love to destroy them. We do. 
So I don't know what came for. That's the chicken and the egg, right? Why do we build these people up and give them power? And this movie is kind of a simpler time version of this, right? Where it's like they just really liked this guy, this old Arkansas traveler who reminded them of themselves. Sure. So maybe back then they were legitimately duped, right? And then they just they found yeah, his real feelings and it hurt him out. Now we know that the Kardashians is not real. I think that we knew that you know fucking real world is not real. Like, right. why do we still? But even even more than them, right? Like worst case scenario, some bar is just going to lose an extra twenty Jaeger bombs, right? <laughs> yeah. Why do we do this with politicians, right? Obama was like that, right? He became this bigger than politics personality, right? Sure. We fell so in love with him. Yeah. It mattered so much to us, right? Mm-hmm. Trump was like that for his people. Absolutely. Right? Like, he, he is this, he's well, not I mean, even, they do, they make pictures of him. I went to a flea market in Pennsylvania. They have his face, like, photoshopped on Rambo. Oh, yeah. There's, like, I mean, if you look back at the hit, like, so this was 57. Who was the president then? Like, this is also post-World War II where we saw the rise of Hitler. Like, that's a terrifying Eisenhower, thing. that kind of era. Eisenhower, yeah. the bomb, like, that whole thing. But so, no, one gave, no one had, like, fan clubs for Eisenhower. <laughs> sure they did. I like Ike. Like, JFK? Oh. Monolithic. JFK is monolithic because he's young and because he was a new spirit. He was also Catholic, which is a huge deal. He represents deal, which was a something huge deal new and right. different in politics. Yeah. Right. So, like, to me, but then, if you really think about it, starting with JFK... We see we saw we see idolatry in politics, like true idolatry. Right. The, well, really, actually, if you go back, Reagan. you probably see it. You see Reagan, it McCarthy. Idolaters. McCarthy has McCarthy had people who are who idolized. He's a great, him. but why? I this is I think the thing the movie's asking us, right? Right. Why do we need these messianic figures? Why do we love this so? Far? I think, and now you see it in sports. Sure, you see it like my my son's guys are like Mr. Beast. Yeah. Like it's just something in us. We love someone way up there. I think talking they, down to us. I'll never figure that out. Especially no, Americans. I, you think we'd be the la- hey, don't tell me what to do, hey, oh. I think that apparently we're all Italian Americans from uh no, but when I we're really, mad. When we're mad. That's how Syrians talk too, first off. How dare that's you? That's good. Uh, I really think that <laughs> this is and I'm, I'm Hey I'm oh not, my hookah over here. I'm hookah I'm, in here. Hey. I'm not, I'm not saying this is a cop out, but I really think that what it boils down to is your own personal like this is the part that's like your own personal take like why do we do this to why do we do this to anybody why do we do this to why do we do this to public figures i mean it's not just us like the worst example of this is hitler obviously. yeah of course but like but i mean this why happens do humans, all the time why do humans do that like i think because and this is gonna sound grandiose i think because god is um god is omniscient and because Jesus was a person, Jesus kind was the of, yeah. first literal messianic Trinity, figure. Yeah. When God is a person, yeah. it's contextual. You can understand. And right. if God is a Every person. Every culture of that era had a Jesus. Yeah. Right. So, so if you have we the love person that. saying the word that is law, hmm. that feels like, oh, that's real. Like, it's not just there's right. something that solidifies what it is. It's the it's the seeing is believing thing. And I think right. that is the really hard truth about separating politics and truth and honesty and all these other things is like when you right. see a person tell you this is what's happening. Look at those people. They're causing this problem. Or, hey, I got this great boner right. pill. 
<laughs> That's. I mean, I had a friend That's the other it. night who was like, imagine living in a communist society where you couldn't do this. And I was like, I feel you. But I was like, let's not act like we're not also in the machine. I mean, right. Like we get to buy shit and we get to yell at the other side. Right. But like, have you ever voted and been like, that mattered? Like I no. helped out. Like what I, I mean, wanted and what I voted for came true. And even it made societies a like, that claim they're communist societies yeah. are like. But this is why Russia, whether you have a king or communism or democracy like we do, Stalinism right? democracy where it's not, not really the same. Like if your vote in Montana, your vote counts more than people in California. Like it's not really like X amount of citizens equal an electoral college vote. Right. No. The fact that we have an electoral college lets you know that our system doesn't truly value our votes. Right. Fine. Take all that aside. Maybe we got it better, but I think what this movie's saying is that anytime there's someone who is up top, really stop and examine, really stop and look at them beyond the words, beyond the pageantry with flags behind them, whatever, really stop and look at these people that you are giving so much power to, right? And I think the reason that no one wants us to do that is because I don't know who, not many people can pass that, right? It seems like maybe just Keanu Reeves. Like he's our one. You know, like maybe I mean, Dolly Parton, we got like two. It's just it's a very 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 difficult thing to I think it's a very difficult thing to separate people like a lonesome roads mm -hmm. from the per like we say this all the time there's the person and then there's the act and I think that the that's brand, like yeah. the brand yeah the brand is yeah now it's the brand. The brand is very hard to separate from the person. We talk about this when it comes to great actors who have had to bow out, who've been me too be for good reason, by the way. Like, you know, we like when when Kevin Spacey, the Kevin Spacey stuff happened, you and I had a long conversation where it's like, do you separate the work from the guy? And you're like, well, what is your take? Like, it's Brutal. like you're like, I mean, like, I don't think I've watched a Kevin Spacey movie. Since. I haven't. Like Maybe one of Glenn those, Gary, because that movie, he just gets insulted the whole yeah, time. Yeah, like Glenn Gary, he's just getting berated the whole time, and that's... But it's but hard. That, but, like, it's it's difficult to separate the person that you're like, wow, that person's very talented from, wow, that person is an unmitigated monster. Right. So... Well, this, this is the, the fun thing about the movie. It, it has become maybe more relevant as it's aged. Oh, right? absolutely the, These things have relevant. extrapolated out to such a level. And I, I just think it's very smart, right? This is... We all think that we're one step away from being rich, mm -hmm. from doing this, from doing that. We all wit like you see it on TikTok and every everyone wants to be fucking famous. Yeah. No one wants to be a face in a crowd. Right? And so yeah, that's what this movie just hey, take it easy. Look at these people. Yeah. Examine who you are giving the money and the power and who's tell like, you know, Joe Rogan tells you to go buy some fucking, you know, triceps pills. You know. Maybe Think read about, about it. it first. You know what I mean? Give it a read. Or if you just want to be a skinny puss your whole life and not have triceps. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But that's, hey, I, I don't know. I think this is, uh, I think it's one of the movies that has just gotten better with age. It's and horrifyingly Andy Griffith relevant. Andy is a fucking sledgehammer. Yes. Like, could have won Best Actor this year. Like, he yes. was so fucking phenomenal in this movie. So that's it for a face in the crowd. That's it for politics. Ew, gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Moving on, the pod will continue our resolutions. Alex, what do we have up next? 
Oh, we have a uh, Try More Adventures Eats with the Woo! menu. The menu. Hot movie right now. Everyone's watching it on HBO Everyone's Max. Everyone's watching HBO Max. Fucking great movie. Can't wait yeah. to talk about that. The pod will continue our resolutions. We have great stuff for you over on Patreon.com slash Pod. You can support the show for as little as a dollar. If you can't support financially, we get it, man. One thing you could do to help, send a show to your friend. Say, hey, you might like this, man. Check it out. That... That kind of word of mouth Ponzi scheme is how we're going to fucking build our own applause machines. How we're going to made off ourselves into your homes. Just because we live in a penthouse above you with an applause machine doesn't mean we still won't be with you guys. We're different. <laughs> we're different. We're, we're different. We're Yeah. Griffey's Orson for the peeps. And I'm just yeah. this Patricia O'Neill. Dandino might not be different, but I am. I am, guys. I can make that promise. <laughs> See, that's why Griffey yeah. moved back to Indianapolis so he can do this Lonesome Roads bit, even though we all know. All right, I came back to... I if there's just one like coastal Americans, elite in the room, it's I definitely I just like real Dave. Americans like me. I'm a lonesome Hoosier tra- traveler. There it is. There it Anywho, is. A dollar Don't a listen month, to guys, him, if listeners. you can't. All right. Seriously, I'm one of you. There, there I put my fucking Target jeans on one leg at well, a time. Like there we go. Else. There it is. All right. All right. <laughs> and you know it's probably the problem. I'm Walter Matthau. That's fine. There we go. Uh, but yeah, guys, if you can't support financially, let someone know, man. Text them an episode. Leave ratings and reviews wherever you find us. Those things are free and easy and help out a lot. If you want to see our faces, YouTube, Film Alchemist. Uh, you want to uh, email us, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. That's it. I'm losing my mind because I'm like you. I'm like you. I got a job. I got kids. I got bills. A boss. Oh, my God. It's so hard being us. Go to patreon.com and pay for someone like you. That's all I'm asking. Not even justifying that. See ya! (laughs) Cultural elite over there. He doesn't need money. He lives on the West Coast. That's all. Bye!